two down, four more to go. Welcome back to another episode of Flashback Week here on the Cross Border Interview Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Christopher Brown. This week, as I've said every episode so far to date, is about 2014. In 2014, I was a reporter for Lloydminster Source in Lloydminster, Alberta, Saskatchewan, or as commonly known as the border city in Canada. I was the political beat reporter. And at the end of each year at the paper, I would sit down with politicians from Alberta and Saskatchewan and federally and chat about the previous year and also about the following year. What's coming up? What's going to be going on? So in today's episode... I sit down with the Alberta representative from Lloydminster, Richard Starkey. Richard and I have a long history. We, I, I got to know him. He was the first politician who I interviewed while I was in Lloydminster. And he and I, we chatted a lot. So with that being said, here is Cross-Border Interviews Flashback Week featuring Richard Starkey. Um, Mr. Starkey, how did the year go for Alberta in 2014 from your perspective? Well, you know, in the, in the broad picture, I think 2014 was an extremely good year for Alberta. You know, we uh, remain at the top or very near the top on every you know major economic indicator that's out there, whether that be uh, job growth or average income or, uh, you know, lowest, you know, lowest or close to the lowest unemployment and uh, you know our economy uh, continues to uh, grow and perform extremely well and uh, you know the uh, our population continues to grow I mean we're, we're adding uh, you know close to 100,000 people per year and they come here because of a lot of reasons I mean I, I, you know mostly the quality of life but also the economic opportunity that we afford folks and uh, you know that's very exciting. Now, looking at your riding, is there anything that happened this year in the riding of Vermilion Lloyd Minster that stood out to you on a from a governmental standpoint? Well, a number of things, um, and certainly, you know, focusing more on uh, on Lloyd Minster, uh, you know, we, uh, I, you know, I think the biggest thing and something that we had been uh, working towards, you know starting right after the election was the signing off of the uh, memorandum of understanding on the uh, bi-provincial health framework which is you know uh, which is really important uh, you know step forward in terms of defining uh, how the provinces work together to improve the delivery of health care in the city and uh, you know that that's an ongoing process obviously you never stop working on that but uh, you know to, to have that updated I mean really that hadn't been looked at since the 90s uh, and to have that updated and to have a framework in place where you know the uh, you know any questions or issues could be uh, examined and looked at and, and dealt with, uh, that was huge. Now, was there any legislation that was brought forward that made it easier for the people of Lloyd, uh, Lloydminster, Vermilion Lloydminster in particular, Lloydminster, to live, work, and play in the province of Alberta, basically? Um, well, you know, in terms of specifics to the, you know, people in Vermilion Lloydminster, uh, I mean, I guess the short answer to that is, you know, 
no, in terms of separate from the rest of the province. Uh, but I mean, in terms of the legislation that was uh, brought forward and, and, and passed, I mean, we were, you know, in many ways talking about uh, legislation, uh, you know, whether it was the Condo Act that we passed, uh, you know, just yesterday, or whether it's uh, been, you know, other legislation that has, you know, made it, uh, you know, more streamlined for the energy industry through the Alberta Energy Regulator. You know, the, these are the kinds of things that, that aren't specific to Vermilion Lloyd Vinster, but are, are things that are going to be an improvement. Uh, you know, for people right across the board. Uh, no, the biggest issue, the biggest story to come out of Alberta this year was uh, the naming of a new premier, mm-hmm. um, Jim Prentice. What does this mean for the province of Alberta to have this, uh, to have Jim Prentice as the new premier in 2014, and then heading into 2015? Well, it's always been very critical that that Alberta be a a major player on the national and international stage. You know, we are a trading province. We export large percentages of the products that we uh, uh, that we produce, and and one of our challenges is getting full value for those products. So it's absolutely essential that the premier of the province be um, visible and be very well respected uh, in national and international circles, and. Uh, you know, with with Premier Prentice, you know, we, we certainly have that. You know, he you know brings with him a, a tremendous reputation uh, from his time in federal uh, public service, and uh, you know he's already uh, reached out and uh, made very important uh, uh, you know contacts with uh, Premier Clark in British Columbia, which is of course vital in terms of getting West Coast market access, but also Premier Couillard in Quebec and Premier Wynne in Ontario, as well. Governor Christie in, in New Jersey. And Governor Christie, you know, I believe will be a very important ally in the, the, the state of our relationship with the United States. You know, obviously the most the dominant uh, uh, issue we have with the U.S. is the, you know, the, the ongoing way for the uh, decision on Keystone XL pipeline. But uh, you know, other issues, you know, for example, the uh, the whole question of uh, uh, mandatory country of origin labeling in for our agricultural producers, you know, for our beef and our pork producers, it's costing, you know, those exports, uh, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And, and Minister Olson's been working very hard, and, and that that effort has been uh, reinforced uh, through the efforts of Premier Prentice. Now, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be doing a true year in review if I didn't ask the million-dollar question. There was some struggle at the beginning of the year with former Premier Alison Redford. Have we gotten over that uh, blip in the uh, history of Alberta, or is this something that will continuously be present moving forward in the Alberta government, or has the Redford tenure been completed? Well, uh, you know, you have to live life going forward. And, uh, you know, I think the the best answer to your question, Chris, would be the the result of the four by-elections in October. Uh, People want to move on. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, certainly our government and our, our new premier uh, want to move forward. And uh, you know, we have we have some you know major challenges ahead of us in the next year. You know, certainly from a fiscal standpoint, uh, you know, oil prices that have precipitously dropped. You know to around $60 a barrel, uh, that's going to create some really significant uh, fiscal challenges for our government, and you know, some very difficult decisions are going to have to be made in the next uh, weeks and months. Um, you know, With my uh, new uh, uh, responsibilities on Treasury Board, I'm uh, 
finding, you know, like I said, finding just how difficult some of those uh, decisions are to make, and it's it's extremely challenging. So, uh, but in terms of, uh, you know, where we are now uh, compared to where we were at the beginning of 2014, you know, I, I can tell you that Premier Prentice is a is a leader of um, considerable substantiveness. Is what I'm going to describe him as. At, at you know, like, you know, when you're when you're sitting and listening him to him respond to questions in question period, it's you, you just sort of say, you know, wow, his grasp of the issues and his grasp and ability to answer, um, you know, the 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 you know the questions, but also some of the charges of the opposition that aren't always necessarily, you know, telling the the whole uh, picture uh, are, are remarkable, and he does it in a way that is very classy, uh, very respectful, uh, and uh, you know is, is is done in a way that uh, you know I, I've really you know quite admired uh, his his abilities. Now, um, the Minister of Health, Stephen Mandel, has asked you to do a comprehensive uh, review of uh, rural health facilities in, I think it's just rural health, if I'm not mistaken, in Alberta, and uh, a report to be released before the end of the year. Um, what was that for you to be named that in that, to that position, and what have your findings been so far on that file? Uh, well, uh, you know, certainly it was a great honor to be asked to take on that, uh, you know, very important file uh, by the minister. And uh, you know, we we had a uh, we had a good working relationship together uh, previously when, when uh, Minister Minister Mandel was mayor of the city of Edmonton. We worked on a number of different things together, and it was it was great. We had, and that that continues now. So I, I certainly appreciated, uh, you know, being given that job. Um, it's it's a it's a daunting task, and uh, we. We've done a lot of work already. The, the uh, report on the first phase of the review, which you know mostly is looking at small communities, those of less than 1,250 population, is in its final stages. We've uh, we've been through a couple of drafts on it already, and uh, we're now sort of putting the finishing touches on it. And I anticipate putting it on the uh, minister's desk sometime in the next eight days or so. I guess is what we have left. And uh, you know, and then uh, we'll, we're going to in the new year. We, we're going to move forward in terms of uh, you know moving along to the uh, larger communities. You know, communities of greater than twelve hundred and fifty. Uh, and but in the meantime, we will already start looking at ways of implementing some of the recommendations that will be flowing out of uh, you know again the first phase of the report. Uh, you know, we're, we heard some very clear messages and uh, talking to rural Albertans. You know, they're concerned about you know the kinds of distances that people are having to travel. They're concerned about underutilization of some of the facilities that they have in their communities and, uh, you know, how that could be, uh, you know, used more to their potential. And, and, and they really see, you know, people in rural Alberta that we talk to see a great deal of uh, potential for the uh, these underutilized facilities to take some of the strain off the uh, urban hospitals that, you know, we hear about how difficult it is, the, the, you know, the kinds of capacity issues that they're having in the urban hospitals, well, you know, the truth of the matter is our rural hospitals, you know, in many, many cases have, have uh, underutilized capacity and, and uh, they're, they're quite happy to uh, uh, help out with that. Sort of a semi-perfect segue. Um, moving forward into 2015, what do you think 2015 holds for the province of Alberta? 
Well, the overriding thing, of course, is is, is the challenge that we have with the fluctuation in energy prices. And, and uh, you know, we are, you know, very much an energy-based economy and have been for a long, long time. But, uh, you know, certainly Premier Prentice recognizes, uh, you know, just how hard these fluctuations are on the ability, you know, our ability to, to do good planning and, and, and good, stable um uh, you know, service provision, and uh, you know that that's that's been a story in in Alberta for you know decades, and I, I know that uh, you know we we're having you know some some very hard discussions as to what are some of the things that we can do to you know get rid of some of that volatility. You know, it's difficult when you've got you know close to twenty five percent of your budget coming from one source, and that's from you know energy royalties. But that's that's the reality we have to deal with right now, and uh, uh, so that that will be certainly important in Alberta. Uh, but you know, again, I'm uh, you know I've been I've been quite impressed by the premier's ability to deal with. Uh, deal with, you know, management of economic issues. You know, he clearly has, you know, a great deal of skill and knowledge in that area. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I definitely think we have the right person uh, in the leadership position to take us through these difficult times. Uh, you know, I have a lot of confidence in Minister Campbell as well. Uh, Robin is a real no-nonsense sort of person, and he's, he's the right kind of guy to have in place to do the you know the very difficult job of uh, ahead of balancing our budget. So you know that that I think that that concern is going to uh, probably over uh, overshadow just about any other issue in Alberta in this coming year. Um, you know we, we you know clearly have a lot of other you know things going on and, and life goes on. We're we're going to be um, you know moving ahead with uh, you know an incredibly ambitious. Uh, school construction program, including in our constituency a new school in Paradise Valley and a refurbishment of uh, St. Jerome School in uh, in Vermilion. Um, uh, you know, right in Lloydminster. You know, really, I can think of you know three major builds that uh, uh, you know are, are either nearing completion or or have been completed or just waiting to be commissioned. And you know, that would be the uh, the new College Park School, uh, the Power Engineering Center at Lakeland College, and uh, of course uh, the new Lloydminster. Extended Care Center, which you know is, is is unfortunately has run into some difficulties with uh, you know construction delays, and, and I know that's a, a very frustrating thing because uh, you know the building has been you know substantively complete, but uh, you know those things have to be addressed, and these are of course safety issues for residents that you know you have to have make sure that the building is is absolutely you know running the way it needs to before uh, residents are moved in there. Perfect. Well, you answered my last question in that question, so I want to thank you very much for this. Greatly appreciate it. No problem. Uh, um, I look forward to seeing you again, to, I guess, tomorrow at 11 o'clock at Safeway. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll be doing that. And then, uh, and then, Chris, uh, I'm going to be doing some um, absolutely open houses to, you know, just the general public. These are not partisan events or anything like that. These are wide open to anyone who wants to attend. Uh, one in Lloyd, the one in Lloydminster will be, and I've got to get my dates right here. I believe um, it will be on the uh, twenty. Whew, I want to say the twenty second, but but I'll, I'll, I'll confirm that with you. I know it's from four till seven, and I know it's at the Nature Room at Bud, Bud Miller Park. But uh, whether it's the Monday or the Tuesday, that I, I have to 
I think it might be the Tuesday because I think Monday we're in Vermilion. Okay, so then do you want to like so if you want to can we set up a like chat and maybe next week sometime to yep. Yep. do a previous story about that yep. to get people out. Perfect. That would be great. I really appreciate that. No okay. problem. Thanks, and good. I'll see you tomorrow at 11. Oh, okay. Sounds good, Chris. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, if that wasn't a blast from the past, then I don't know what was. Like I said on Sunday, every day this week, we have brand new episodes. They're a little bit smaller than our typical episodes of an hour. These were when I was first starting off as a political reporter back in Lloydminster. So I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. If you haven't already, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Cross Border Interview Podcast on all three. And also hit a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, we are there. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. 